Hello ladies and welcome to the Amazing Bible Dot Book Club. This is Julie Callio, your host, and thank you so much for tuning in with me today and taking time out of your busy schedules as we walk through the Bible together. If by chance you want to contact me, you can do that at theab.bc.pc at gmail.com. Well, today, ladies, we are looking at the last 10 chapters of 1 Samuel, chapters 21 through 31. Yesterday, we ended with Jonathan, the son of King Saul, realizing the king was planning on killing David. Jonathan told David and David ran for his life and Jonathan went back to town. We learned in chapter 21 that David ran away without stopping for anything, so he ran to the tabernacle of the congregation. If you remember, the ark was taken by the Philistines, and that was when Eli the priest and his two sons died. The tabernacle was in Shiloh. That's found in chapter 3. The Philistines let it go because it brought them God's wrath and it went to various places. It stayed at Kirjath Jiren for 20 years. That's in chapter 7. In chapter 14, King Saul commanded the priest Ahiah to bring the Ark of God, but it doesn't say what town it was in, in order to fight against the Philistines. This was the time when the Lord saved Israel that day. And then the next verse said, The children of Israel were distressed, for Saul would not let the men eat until the evening time. We see here in chapter 21 that David ran to a town called Nob, which is east of Jerusalem. And the priest at that time is now Ahimelech. David lied to the priest about his business and asked for bread. The only bread there was the showbread that was saved for the priest to eat. The priest said it's holy bread, so have you at least kept yourself from women? And they said that they had, so the priest allowed them to eat it. Jesus talks of this incident, and it is found in Matthew 12, verses 1 through 8, also found in Luke 6, verses 1 through 5. The Pharisees are getting on Jesus' case for he and his disciples are eating grain on the Sabbath. And then he answers to them about David eating this bread. And then he says that in this place is one greater than the temple. But if you had known what it meant, I desire mercy or compassion and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. In the Old Testament passage, we see that the letter of the law can be amended if the heart of the law is kept. This was an act of mercy. Secondly, this may give a hint that the future king of Israel does have priest-like qualities that we will continue to see as we learn more about King David. But ultimately, King David leads us to Jesus who is greater than the tabernacle and the temple, and he is Lord of the Sabbath, and he is the King of Kings. David also learns that Goliath's sword is there behind the ephod, and the priests give that to David as well. Then David ran to the Philistine city of Gath, 
but they recognized him, so he acted insane and they let him go. He then ran and escaped in caves, and there people came to join him. His family and everyone who was distressed, in debt, or discontented. He had about 400 men, which is found in chapter 22, verse 2. David made arrangements for his parents to stay in Moab to keep them safe from King Saul. Keep in mind that David's great-grandma was Ruth the Moabite. While David was in Moab, a priest came and told David that he should go back to Judah. So he did. It just so happened that when David was at the tabernacle, so was one of Saul's men, an Edomite, and he ran and told King Saul. King Saul called all the priests from Nob to come to him. He commanded his Israelite soldiers to kill the priests, but they would not. So Saul had his servants from Edom to kill the priest, and 85 died that day. He then commanded that Nob be utterly destroyed. One priest escaped and ran to David. Since Saul was after both of them, David invited him to stay with him, and he did. While in Judah, God directed David to fight the Philistines in order to save the town of Keilah. He did. Saul heard he was there, so Saul followed after him. David, with the priest's help, sought God's will and learned they needed to flee from that town. They fled to the wilderness of Ziph. Saul sought him every day. Jonathan found David and encouraged him to take courage because David would soon be king and I, Jonathan, will be your right-hand man. This is found in chapter 23, verse 17. And Saul knows this too, he said, and they made a covenant with one another. One time Saul was close to getting David, but word came that the Philistines were attacking, so they had to leave. David then moved to a place called Engedi. This is an area by the Dead Sea, also known as the Salt Sea. While there, David hid in a cave. It just so happened that Saul went into this cave to relieve himself. David quietly went and cut a piece of Saul's robe off. His men wanted to kill Saul, but David said no partly due to his covenant with Jonathan, but also because David believed that Saul was still God's anointed king and he was going to allow God to take care of Saul. After Saul left the cave and he was far enough away, David cried out, My Lord, the king! When Saul turned, David bowed down. He showed him the piece of material that he had cut off. Saul realized David's mercy and said he recognized David's goodness where Saul had done evil. He also acknowledged that David will be king, and he asked David for mercy on his family. David swore, and Saul went home, but David and his men went to their stronghold. Chapter 25 starts with Samuel's death, and all Israel mourned, and he was buried in his house at Ramah. David and his men then moved to the wilderness of Paran. They helped guard some possessions of a man in Carmel. When David's men asked for a favor, he spoke rudely to him. The men were about to attack him, but his servants came and talked to his wife, Abigail. Even the servants said their master was a son of Belial, 
the son of good-for-nothing. Abigail brought provisions to David and his men. When she saw David, she bowed down to him and fell on his feet and asked for mercy. Later on, Abigail told her husband his heart failed and he died ten days later. David married Abigail. Then the next verse, verse 43 of chapter 25 says, David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they were also both his wives. Technically, David had three wives, but then the next verse says that Saul took Michal, his daughter, and David's wife to another man. Well, Saul again came after David in the wilderness of Ziph. David saw them coming. So when Saul's camp had gone to sleep, they fell into a deep sleep, which the Lord had allowed. Then David and Abishai went into Saul's camp. Abishai wanted to kill Saul, but David said no, for there would be guilt if they killed the Lord's anointed. What they did do was take his spear and his container of water. Then when they were far enough away, David called out to Abner, the one who should have been protecting King Saul, and he showed them the king's spear and the water container. Saul said he had sinned, and then he blessed David and said he will do great things. David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. This time, David fled to the Philistines in Gath, because he knew that Saul would not seek him there, and Saul did not. David said, if you let me live here, we will serve you. So Achish, king of Gath, gave David a city called Ziklag. He was there one year and four months. And while there, he would go and completely destroy different Philistine cities, but completely wipe them out so that no one could come back and tell Achish what had happened. So Achish did not realize it. The Philistines were going to attack Israel, and Achish wanted David to join them. But thankfully, the other Philistines did not want David to go, so he stayed home. In chapter 28, it continues with Saul seeing the Philistines, and fear took him. Samuel was dead, so he had no one to seek wisdom. He tried to pray to God, but God did not answer, not by dreams or by the Urim or by the prophets. So Saul sought a medium, even though he had made them illegal. Saul asked her to bring forth Samuel. When the woman saw Samuel, she cried out in fear and realized it was King Saul. Verse 15 of chapter 28 says, And Samuel said to Saul, Why have you brought me up and disturbed me? Samuel told him in death what he had already told him in life, and then said, This is going to happen tomorrow. Saul collapsed. The woman gave him some food to try to bring him strength, but he refused, and then his servants also encouraged him, so he finally ate. While David returned to Ziglag after the Philistines sent him home because they didn't want him to fight with them, they discovered that the Amalekites had come and destroyed Ziklag, and they burnt it down, and they took all of the women and children as captives. His men were so grieved and angry with David. But verse 6 of chapter 30 says, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. 
He, with the priest, inquired of the Lord. As they went after the Amalekites, David found someone that they had left behind because he had fallen sick. He was able to show David where the Amalekites were and where the women and children were. And David and his men attacked and they won and recovered all that was lost. He shared the spoils with all of Judah. The Philistines succeeded in their attack too. They killed three of Saul's sons. One of them was Jonathan. An arrow hit Saul and he was severely wounded. He wanted his armor bearer to kill him because he feared what the Philistines would do to him, but he would not. So Saul took his sword and fell upon it and killed himself. The armor bearer did the same. When the Philistines found Saul and his sons, they cut off their heads and stripped their armor and paraded them throughout the Philistines. Then they fastened their bodies to a wall. When the men of Jabesh-Gilead heard what had happened, their valiant men snuck in and took their bodies. They came to Jabesh and burnt them there and then buried them under a tree at Jabesh and fasted for seven days. And the story of First Samuel ends, which told us of the life of Samuel and of the life of Saul, the first king of Israel. The overarching theme in this section can be summed up in King Saul's words to David. You have rewarded me with good, and I have rewarded you with evil. That's found in chapter 24, verse 17. Ladies, when we align ourselves up with God and his ways, we are healthier. The farther Saul got from God, the sicker in mind and in actions he became. We already see that David is not perfect, for he lied, he took two wives, which a king was not to do, but he was seeking the Lord and his ways, and God blessed him for it. We also are not perfect, but as we seek God and align ourselves to him and his ways, we are blessed. So ladies, today if you hear his voice, Thank God for it. It truly is a gift. And one thing I've noticed is that the closer I get to God and his ways, I have a tenderness to obedience. In other words, when David cut a piece of cloth off of King Saul's garment, it says that David's heart smote him. Or in other words, his conscience bothered him. If that happens to you, then it is a sign that God is speaking to you. In other words, the closer I am to God, the less sin he lets me get away with. And that's a great thing. So don't harden your hearts to that. Instead, let's be women who listen to his voice, who follow in his ways, so that we will be women of obedience. Until next time, and thank you so much for listening.